0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the future hospitality podcast i'm your host jeremy wells joined today by co-host dustin myers we are partners at longitude a hospitality branding and design group at future hospitality our goal is to interview the brightest minds in the industry gathering insights ideas and inspiration to share with you if you enjoy the podcast please be sure to leave us a review thank you for your support in this episode we have the pleasure of speaking with dr Romy Mushtuk, chief wellness officer at evolution hospitality founder of BrainShift at Work, and an expert on brain and mental health. During our discussion, we'll learn more about her unique role at Evolution Hospitality, how she's helping to improve the American workforce through her efforts at BrainShift, and learn more about the importance of mindfulness and wellness in the workplace. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. Dr. Romy, thank you so much for joining us today
1: it's great to be here with you all at the future hospitality podcast i I bet this is a first when you started the podcast thinking that you'd bring a brain doctor on huh
2: (laughs) well yeah that wasn't necessarily in the original plan but um i'm really thankful that we got connected and um, we get to get some of your perspective on um, wellness and the hospitality industry i think it'll be really intriguing for our listeners
1: Well, thank you all for having me. It's an honor. I serve currently as a chief wellness officer in a consulting role for Evolution Hospitality, where everybody knows me as their homie, Dr. Romy.
2: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I love it. So yeah, just for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you, can you give us a little background on your professional journey and um, just kind of how you got to where you are right now?
1: Yeah. You know... um, So I was raised as a young girl with one success mantra. We have one daughter and you will become a doctor. And so I went to medical school and I entered neurology at a time where less than 5% of brain doctors in the United States were women. Uh, I had a passion for brain science and loved practicing. Um, I think my one Achilles heel was I did not manage my stress very well as a brain doctor. And I was burning and churning. I think the way everybody in the hospitality industry is, is you just kind of, you know, churn through the day and burn the midnight oil and do whatever it takes to get through and wear stress as a badge of honor. And um, the stress had a negative impact on my overall health. Um, And if people have seen my TED talk, The Powerful Secret of Your Breath from about five, six years ago, they know is I ended up very sick and uh, the stress took me under and ended up in life-saving surgery about a decade ago. And at that point, I found my path for my own healing to integrative medicine and mindfulness. And somewhere in my healing journey, recovering, I had that aha moment, like, oh my gosh, I didn't go through this. So that I could heal, but it was, how was I going to change the narrative around how we're delivering brain and mental health in the United States? And as I delve in further, I realized, well, you know, by the time somebody has a problem with their brain function or their mood, any neurologist, psychiatrist, psychologist is going to say, gosh, I wish I could have met you 10 steps ago on the journey. And when you look at the data BC before COVID, the root cause of Stress and illness was primarily our job. So I founded my company, and now I act as CEO and founder of Brainshift at work with a mission of how are we going to improve the brain and mental health of the American workforce? Uh, so that we are reducing stress, reducing illness, promoting wellness, and reducing the burden of sick care and the healthcare system. And so that's how I ended up on this journey. So I now speak and consult professionally for a living. Uh, largely Fortune 500 companies, professional athletes, global associations hire me now to speak, consult, create customized um, wellness experiences that you know tie in with their culture. And the perfect marriage was myself, my mission, and Evolution Hospitality, where I'm now serving as their chief wellness officer.
0: Yeah, that's such a, a cool story to hear, kind of the evolution and, and how you... Um, you know, came into contact with evolution. I'm curious, um, did you ever think kind of early on in your career that uh, what you were doing um, in the, you know, mental health area would collide with hospitality in the way that it has?
1: You want to sound intelligent as an entrepreneur and say, this was in my five-year plan all along, (laughs) but I wouldn't be authentic. And the one thing I know at evolution hospitality is we talk about servant leadership and mindful leadership and being authentic. And no, I, I had a vision as an entrepreneur, and I had to have an incredible amount of trust. You can imagine, like when I started this journey and Evolution Hospitality first brought me in as their keynote speaker for the annual leadership conference, mindfulness wasn't as ubiquitous as it is today. You know, now the market is flooded with apps and reminders on our watches to pause and breathe. But back then, imagine, it was insane to think a brain doctor is coming in to train you on mindfulness to manage your stress. And so, no, did did I know? But I I knew that regardless of the industry, um, when you looked at the organizational psychology data, people were not managing stress well at all and gosh if you're an hr professional listening to this you know that your you know ins- health insurance numbers are telling you that the number of doctors office visits the increased number of you know people billing for autoimmune diseases diabetes being overweight high blood pressure that's all related to not managing our stress so I I think no. Did I honestly know I would end up in hospitality? No, but I'm a firm believer as an entrepreneur, when you are serving a mission that is larger than yourself, the the universe will align to bring you um, the people who are ready for what you need at that moment. And it's been an amazing partnership.
2: That's really fascinating. And I'm curious to learn a little bit more about about your position being chief wellness officer. Um, That's It's not something you hear all the time, and um, I think it's a very forward-thinking move by evolution. Um, What do you think an intentional wellness program um, adds to the hospitality concept? And maybe give us a little bit of a peek into um, how that specific title and um, new, new initiative came about.
1: Mm -hmm, I will. I think that's about a three-part question. So I'm going to break it down for you if that's okay. That's what happens when you bring a recovering neurotic neurologist on (laughs) here to your podcast. So so the first thing is you were right. It's absolutely a visionary role, not only in hospitality, but I would say in all of corporate America, I was one of the very first physicians appointed in this role. Other companies had put HR professionals in uh, this type of a role to be in charge of wellness, but to be a physician to scale. And I really want to pause and think of one of the founders and the previous president of Evolution Hospitality, John Murphy here. You know, I think it started because uh, Evo, which we call it, is 10 years old, and their ethos, their culture was built on wellness. So this wasn't just an idea, Promoted by HR. This was embedded in the culture, but they knew they needed a way to organize it. And, you know, you fast forward to 2015, they invited me or 16, I can't remember, invited me to speak at their annual leadership conference and introduce the concept of mindfulness. And, uh, you know, I shared my authentic story and it took and the message. And, you know, I remember getting a call back from their leadership team saying, Uh, you know, what else can we do to continue to work with you? So I, over time, consulted with them, and that gave me an opportunity to learn about their culture and how the unique stressors in hospitality. So I I think I just started consulting, doing executive coaching, introducing programs. We did a research study for my book with them. And in 2018, um, I think Murph, John Murphy, decided Uh, You know, let's make this role official, bring you in as one of our leaders and chief wellness officer with the mission to scale a a customized mindfulness program and a customized wellness program. And so I will proudly tell you, because this is not my doing, this is all of us. Uh, We have a guiding principle that none of us is as good as all of us the entire leadership team came on board our program power of pause within 18 months we had a over 70 percent adaptation rate of mindfulness both at the corporate office and our properties and had trained uh, over 80 um uh, evil mindful guides so i training other leaders in the company to now disseminate the mindfulness program at their properties and so that's how that worked and now Um, I knew I had to come up with something innovative given what hospitality is undergoing. So we've just launched the Brain Shift at Work program at Evolution Hospitality, but known as Brain Shift at Evo, um, which is a customized uh, wellness program uh, based in brain science, uh, mindfulness, and integrative medicine. So that's been my journey. And um, I didn't do it alone. I, I think what the difference is or how it's forward thinking is you bring a name and a face in for someone that is going to be part of the team and create these changes. It's very different. It's, I, I say that um, my company creates, we don't just deliver programs, we create cultural movements. And that's exactly what we were able to do in partnership with the leadership at Evo. Uh, you know, It's different than an HR team that's like, oh, let's do a seminar, a webinar, a live program on weight loss. And maybe you get five percent of the company to attend and you're not really sure if anybody followed through right We want results we want we want tangible results and so that's what my current role is and uh, I think my heart is 100 in with the entire hospitality industry when I see uh, the devastation that's happened in the industry over the last year due to the pandemic.
2: It's really fascinating. So the primary focus is on empowering and helping the internal, team. Is that right? Or is yes. there, is there any yes. aspect that directly or indirectly interacts with the guests?
1: Um, you know, a little bit of both. So the primary, my primary role as chief wellness officer was to improve the well being in mind, body, and spirit of our uh, evolutionaries, all of our employees. And before the pandemic, gosh, that was over 7,000 team members. That was my primary role and focus. The idea is, is, you know, we invest in our people and that creates results and that was measurable. Uh, You know, we believe that we want every individual to show up at their full potential, whether it's at work or at home, both. And so my goal was always to do that. Now, did it certainly spill over into the culture of all of the different hotels that we have? Evolution Hospitality is a predominantly lifestyle-focused, um, uh, you know, hospitality company and lifestyle hotels, so independent properties. So yeah, did, did it spill over? Absolutely. When you walk into a hotel and the front uh, you know, desk staff and the manager on duty and the F&B teams have a sense of calm and a sense of connection that mindfulness brings. Of course, it uh, intrigues and guests can tell the difference. And many times we've heard stories from multiple of our hotels that the team is doing their power of pause in a lobby or public area and guests join in on the mindfulness program. So yeah, I I think... um, you know, it's truly a cultural revolution. And I'm so proud of all of our fellow evolutionaries who are taking part in this.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. I, I would like to just, even just for myself, and I'm sure maybe some people listening, um, if you could unpack a little bit more about the differences between uh, mindfulness and wellness and, and what those, how you kind of describe or define those two um, separately.
1: Well, you know, I, I think... Mindfulness is the the key, or I think the secret sauce to being well and healthy in your brain and mind and for your physical health and your spirit, your your spirit being your sense of connection, your sense of purpose. And we we started with mindfulness knowing that it would foster health in those three areas as well as foster servant leadership or mindful leadership and improve our leadership skills. So that's why you know we picked mindfulness and created an entirely separate program known as the power of pause to train people um on mindfulness routines both at work and at home so mindfulness is defined as bringing your brain to present centered awareness I look at mindfulness and meditation as one of the tools for controlled breathing to be mindful is as, as a brain training, to be able to set your brain to a channel of calm, regardless of the chaos that's going on in your workday or in your personal life. And that's what mindfulness does for us. Um, I feel so thankful because I think over the last year, how many of our fellow evolutionaries as all over hospitality were furloughed. Um, and, they, and they would reach out and tell me it was um, this, it was the power of pause that kept me sane or kept me hopeful or kept me connected with everybody at evolution hospitality so like I said, it was a cultural movement and mindfulness that helped people with a tool to manage their stress and manage their emotions. And who doesn't need that, especially in today's world? Now, your question about wellness, we're very thoughtful in wellness and look at it um, from different areas. Uh, This was prior to my arrival, but when the company was founded, they created a wellness triangle that covers uh, the mindfulness, nutrition, exercise, sleep, A sense of community. And so it's my job now to take that ethos and create programs that foster and move that forward. And so, you know, that's what it is. It's so much more than putting everybody on a certain type of diet or just demanding everybody exercise. And, you know, you're lucky if, you know, 10% of people follow through. So that's what it means.
0: Yeah. I love the the, what you mentioned earlier, you know, programming versus like creating a cultural movement. Um, you know, we see this type of thing all the time in the work we do as well in the, in the branding spaces. Um, you know, it's important to get people aligned behind a vision and a mission for an organization, but it can't just be people in a, in a boardroom, uh, you know, creating these strategies or these game plans. It has to actually be implemented. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier, you want to see, uh, you and your team want to see tangible results from that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I love the, the thinking of, you know, you, you just mentioned kind of the word tool, I think creating a tool for people to use when it comes to these routines or this uh, concept of power of pause that you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. Is there any, uh, just out of curiosity, if there's any sort of routine or exercise that you could kind of share with us and our listeners? Um, I don't know how long these take or anything, but just maybe a, a little quick snapshot of what that looks like.
1: What we trained people to do is uh, now become an integral part of my brain shift at work program that we take to other companies. And so, you know, mindfulness needs to be tailored to every industry. So for instance, you know, this morning I was um, virtually teaching um, about, you know, 50 school districts in the state of Massachusetts. And we came up with what we call a brain break at 10 and 2 for their students and teachers. At Evolution Hospitality, we know at hotels, people typically have standups. So a particular guided meditation um, is done to start off every stand-up meeting. And at corporate office, we start the power of pause or a mindful minute before every meeting. It gives everybody a chance to put down their cell phones and put down their paper and stop talking. And everybody becomes focused on being present with each other. So now you feel the sense of connection and that nobody feels left out on the team. And when you can all come to a place of calm together, meditating together for just three to five minutes, the feedback we got was, you know, stand-up meetings were more efficient and people were leaving happier. Everybody felt seen and heard and it was calm and there, there was less um, conflict or, or improved communication with that. And I, I think the same thing happens with meetings um, as well, um, sit-down meetings. And so that's how that was implemented. Now, at nighttime, we um, did the study initially, a first of its kind at Evolution Hospitality, asking everyone to do digital detox and measuring the benefits of that. Um, and I go over those in my Power of Pause lectures that we give around the world now and, and show those results. And then I give people a guided meditation or a way to meditate at night. And if uh, people want to try an example of it who um, are listening to this podcast and we can give you the link, they can go to my website, drromeycom forward slash test and uh, take the busy brain test and get personalized recommendations that are based on really what I learned to teach at scale at Evolution Hospitality. So all of that is there just on my website at drromey.com for free because we are committed to... Um, help individuals and teams improve their brain function and mental function. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, for explaining some of that. Uh, I think it's really, really interesting, Um, especially the digital detox that you brought up. I think people um, maybe in my age demographic who have grown up with uh, just screens everywhere, screens in our Mm -hmm. pockets and, Uh, we're really struggling to figure out is this healthy and how much is healthy and uh, what can we do to to really live life the way it's meant to be lived Um, where technology is a tool and not um, Mm -hmm. something that controls us
1: yeah well I you know what I'll tell you it's I think it's a fallacy to think it's just millennials. When I look, or Gen Z, when I look at the literature now, organizational psychology, medical literature, and mental health literature, um, even before the pandemic, I I think technology was taking over everybody's lives. If you were working or in school, it didn't, regardless of your age demographic. And now, obviously, in our virtual world, um, where children are virtually schooling, and you may be having more since we can't gather we're having more meetings on zoom personally and professionally uh our screen time has been elevated and it is both a blessing and a curse isn't it and so that's why we specifically looked at the benefits of digital detox you know there's all these medical studies that look at what happens in individual brains and animal brains when you're sitting in front of a screen late at night but this was one of the first of its kind studies that was done in a large group of people in the workplace and What we found overall was in 21 days of doing digital detox for 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime, people fell asleep easier, they stayed asleep, but more importantly, they woke up feeling more energized. And it was that simple.
2: Yeah, that's really fascinating. I'm curious, so your primary goal is towards the internal, um, towards the evolutionaries within the company. I'm curious your thoughts on how some of this thinking and um, strategy could be applied to a guest. And as we're looking to enhance guest experiences across different types of properties, uh, what aspects of this might you see this being applicable?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of um, brands are already, you know, Implementing different wellness programs and mindfulness based programs beyond the spa, right? That you want guests, especially in today's uh, pandemic world, um, to feel at ease. You know, traveling is a little bit more stressful for so many different reasons, and people want to create that oasis. So I, I start with it. You know, it always starts with your team that if your team is calm and feeling well on arrival, that energy permeates through the entire property. Um, you know, the people make the business. And so that's number one. But two, yeah, you know, we work with companies in so many different, uh, outside of evolution, hospitality, in tourism and travel and uh, and beyond. You know, my clients are in finance, fintech. So this is not just about one company, but it translates. And so it should be able to translate to your guests, whether that means when we do gather for business meetings and gatherings again, Implementing mindfulness and meditation stations in meetings. Uh, you know, people need to decompress. And, uh, you know, I saw that as as a popular trend in the meeting and industry space, whether you have an expert like myself leading meditations in the mornings or whether you partner with one of the well-known companies to set up a a meditation bubble or chairs with headphones um, in your meeting space in a quiet, you know, in a quiet zone. So it can translate to meetings and I think it can translate to the individual guest experience. We see many brands that are, Uh, trying to, you know, test partnering with apps and uh, other, you know, um, ideas to give uh, guests uh, that mindful pause and ability to calm down after a day of travel or business meetings.
0: Dr. Romy, I I would be curious, um, you know, as we're talking about all these different initiatives and these really unique, you know, innovative things that you and Evolution are... Are involved with, um, as you are looking at the um, you know the results that you're getting from these efforts. What sort of um, you know measurable things are you looking at to see you know how effective they are, they are or like the results that you're getting? What what sort of KPIs are you guys tracking mm-hmm. or what sort of things you know on that front?
1: Yeah, thank you. You know, I, I think initially a lot of it was um, looking at just adaptation. And so we had to really rely on leaders of different divisions in the corporate office, as well as our GMs, AGMs, director of sales, and, and to see, you know, and, and ask and survey. So it, it had to start out very simple like that. And as we scaled and trained our EVO mindful guides and gave them additional mindful leadership training, the KPIs we were measuring was those EVO mindful guides, did they see an improvement in their 360 evaluations? And the answer was Yes. In um, their leadership skills and and their EQ emotional intelligence. Um, number one, number two, uh, we measured the results directly in the uh, annual um, associate uh, opinion surveys, and in specifically measuring culture and uh, whether uh, what employees felt about power of pause and had it been implemented there. And so, you know, we could see. Not only the requests that people wanted a, you know, personal Dr. Romy visit and a power of pause training, but that the associates at every level complimenting the program and saying that it had helped to make them happy at work and had you know helped their team dynamics. So those were the initial surveys we were looking at. As I take brain shift at work into Evolution Hospitality and other companies, we actually have internal built. Um, tests in health and wellness of so, you know known scales that look at stress and sleep, et cetera, and labs, and so we can measure from week one to week eight uh, improvement in stress scores across areas such as your sleep and your physical health and your mental health and your emotions. So, you know, we can actually see that. And you know, one of the key things I say is half the battle in that brain shift at work is getting your employees to make a a wellness check with their primary care doctor. And we know the last you know, KPI for someone listening that's an HR thinking, okay, how do I justify this in the financials is we know that if you can get your employee to go see their primary care doctor and get a wellness lab check, that's it. All they need to do, it doesn't matter what their previous state of health was, if they go see their primary care doctor at least once a year, preferably more, but at least once a year if they're healthy um we know the average insurance cost per employee can go down 300 to thirty two hundred dollars a year um because we can um you know uh catch a lot of silent diseases etc and and so really you know those are the three areas is we looked at individuals 300 360 evaluations who went through our evil mindful guide training we looked at associate opinion surveys improvement of and and the Key we looked was the culture and the value they thought their wellness program brought. And then three was this wellness program and the ability to get people healthy.
2: That's really cool to see how how you're able to track and um, even from a financial standpoint, how it affects the bottom line, which is um, always a topic on some people's minds.
1: And as it should be, right? I mean, yeah. you, you don't want to bring in a, a wellness program that's not well thought out and not have... Uh, results to show for it you know otherwise it just becomes um something superficial and employees will see that you know it, it's if you're just trying to do it because it's trendy right now but if you're actually getting measurable results then you're going to have a happier workforce and and we need that today especially
2: absolutely yeah we've definitely seen this um becoming more prevalent more on the forefront of people's minds do you think that's Going to continue into the future, or how do you how do you see that playing out?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I'll speak to this just from running my company and my speakers bureaus will tell you the same. It it was a, a tough sell or a unique sell or almost a taboo subject to say, hey, you're looking for a unique speaker for your annual conference we have a brain doctor that's going to come shake things up and talk to you about how to measure your stress and mindfulness. And before the pandemic, people thought that was odd. Like we're a finance company, we're a hospitality company, mm-hmm. we're travel, we're tech. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll give it a try. And of course they would experience it and you know, conversations would occur. Now, AC, after COVID and our COVID world, it has become apparent whether you're in hospitality, working at the front line or working from home, our mental health is suffering. You look at the 2020 American Psychology Association polls, the rate of mental health in women more than men especially has skyrocketed, that 90% of all women are experiencing some type of psychological psychiatric symptom. And the reason I say women, being mindful that two men are, uh, you know, hosting me on your podcast, uh, you know, Jeremy, and is that, Women are more likely to be at the front lines in hospitality. In hospitality, women are more likely to have lost their jobs or taken pay cuts. And so I'm worried as a female leader in hospitality and running my own company of the impact. And so I think across the board, it's a conversation that everybody is having. We've been very busy giving virtual presentations to... Multiple teams and companies on areas around sleep and stress management and managing mood and building resilience. So I, I think this is the way of the future. Is if you want to continue to survive as a company, you have to put the wellness of your employees at the forefront.
0: Definitely, yeah. I think that you know a lot of people, and we've had this you know topic come up in other podcasts in the past. But um, there's certain things that. Um, some might consider a trend um, in the industry. And uh, I think this is one of those things that's uh, not really a trend. It's just, some, it's a trajectory for um, the industry and our culture and society at large.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, you see some of the first companies like Google and Target who adapted mindfulness around 10, 12 years ago, right? You could have thought it was a trend then. Or it was unique, um, certainly. And then you looked at, you know, when I gave my TED talk in 2014 and in 2015, uh, you know, it went viral, and uh, companies started the call and they wanted to hear more. That was the start of the trend, and you know, so much so at that time, the Walter Thompson, you know, put it in their trends reports that mindfulness was one of the top ten trends of that year. And you've since then have seen this. Plethora of apps and resources and training in every industry from medicine to law, um, and in MBA schools, uh, talking about the role of mindfulness and wellness. So, this is not a trend, this is the to your point, a trajectory that we're on, and I think the pandemic has just sped up the need to integrate it. So the companies that are falling behind are the ones that never had it on their radar to consider the wellness of their employees to begin with. Uh, If companies had a transactional relationship with their team members, they're going to find that as hospitality and hotels open back up and travel resumes, they might find it hard to recruit employees back. Um, and certainly, you know, with the competition, somebody is going to go to a place where they know that their company values their well being. And so I think this is here to stay in hospitality and beyond.
0: Yeah. So good. Yeah. You mentioned a term that I, that was, that was funny to me, but I think it's uh, good is after COVID, uh, AC, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of leading into um, the next couple questions here. We always like to ask our guests as we kind of wrap up the podcast is, Talking about like the future and thinking ahead, um, you know, with with everything this world has gone through over the last 12 months, um, what are some things that just excite you about um, the hospitality industry um, as it relates to what you're doing or um, just in general, like what are you excited about the future in this industry?
1: Well, you know, I, I'm going to say this is, and it's largely based on my, you know, inspiring journey with Evolution Hospitality and our parent company, AIMBridge, I'm excited that they already had the jumpstart on thinking about the importance of your company culture beyond just, you know, words on a website, but actually how we were going to live and breathe it and that we planted the seeds for mindfulness and wellness, um, What we did at that point, uh, you know, under the leadership and vision of our previous president and the entire leadership team that's there was visionary. Now to see where we can grow this and create a company of leaders that are managing their stress, resilient and healthy in the face of a pandemic is really gives me hope. And I know that if we can do it at Evolution Hospitality, that it can translate to industries, you know, uh, all industries, just even beyond hospitality. And and I think that's what excites me. And the next thing that excites me is that we're finally having open and honest conversations. It's no longer taboo to talk about your brain function, your memory, your sleep, of your mood, your mental health, and knowing that uh, innovators in healthcare like myself can now partner with organizations to say, here is a program, we can measure and deliver results. And let's help to stave off the brain and mental health crisis that is happening in the United States. And if we can start in the workplace, and we start with our employees, and we show them that we care, well, then everybody wins. And that's what gets me out of bed every morning.
2: That's really exciting. We are thankful that you took the time to speak with us. Um, thank you for sharing your personal journey with with all of this and how that affected your uh, career trajectory. Uh, I think it's, it's really exciting to see what you're doing with Evolution and um, get to see how that uh, resonates with different companies and just brings awareness to this whole topic. I think it's much needed and um, it's exciting to see Progress being made in this area.
1: Well, thank you both for having me. And, uh, you know, we look forward to continuing the conversation.
2: Um, if people want to find out more about the work that you're doing, where can they go?
1: Yeah, my website is drromi.com. If you go there on the front of it, you can take a stress test and see where you are. Do you have a busy brain? Take a four-minute test and see if brain drain is draining you of your sanity and sleep. And we give you personalized solutions. You'll hear, see a lot of the things that we've worked on there internally at Evolution Hospitality and at Dr. Romy on social media. Like Join the conversation.
2: It's time to brain shift. That's awesome. I'm going to go take the test now.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've had such a great time with you all that I'll give you some personalized recommendations. Let me know how you do.
0: I appreciate it well thank you so much I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Future Hospitality podcast if you enjoyed today's topic and episode please leave us a review if you'd like to learn more about Longitude you can visit longitudebranding.com to see our portfolio of design work read our insights blog and learn more about our team you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Longitude Branding